This is a Sound Rebel podcast. Discover more of our shows at soundrebel.co.uk. Hello, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Give Me Some Good News, the podcast where we take a positive look on the world amongst all the doom and gloom that's going on that you see in the news and stuff. I'm your host, comedian Nathan Caton. How's it going? As ever, I'm joined by my co-host, Rich Wolfenden. How's it going, mate? Yeah, mate, all good. We did the garden today, so I've had a productive afternoon, let's say that. Hay fever kicking your ass? Hay fever is absolutely not me for six, but you know what? I'm here. I'm alive. <laughs> Survivor. Um, <laughs> Are you alright? Fuck you. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool, bruv. I'm cool. I'm uh, playing FIFA. Uh, as you saw on my Instagram, I got a little FIFA glitch where this random player from some next team has just turned up to all my games and he's on the pitch. No one notices apart from me. Like, <laughs> the players I'm playing just pretend he's not there and they like they pass the ball around him. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? But you can't do shit, so he's just there, just stalking me. And is he wearing like the, a different kit or something as well? Yeah, like I, I'm, I'm Brentford, right? So he'd be playing red and white stripes. He's, he's wearing like a blue and black kit. I don't so know what weird. team it is, but he's just there. Mate, you got a haunted FIFA game. That's what. That's yeah, what you want. mate. I don't know, man. It's like that's what you get when you buy FIFA off the dark net. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, if you have any good news, right? Uh, anything funny, silly, uplifting, whatever, anything that made you smile, right, just send it in, share it with us, um, and we'll read it out on the podcast. Uh, send it in to soundrebel.co.uk forward slash good news. Um, as ever, we have a guest on. It's another comedy friend of mine, and um, I want to make sure I intro him right because you've seen him on Lava the Apollo, Mop the Week, uh, Cats Does Countdown. Uh, gosh, he's at his own show on BBC, Sunny D. Uh, and most of all, he's my, my Spice Island brother. Big up, Grenada. Big up, Dane Baptiste. What's going on, bro? How you doing, brother? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Cool, man. Chilling, chilling. Uh, how's, how's lockdown treating you? Uh, I guess the same as everybody else. It's been... I've probably been more bored this last week than I've been throughout the rest of it. It's it been home. the most boring one. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not, like having fights with like my housemate yeah but uh, so we're still getting on that respect well no we had that we, we actually had the benefit of having all those arguments before lockdown that's good get so there's not going to be a situation where I'm like well you can't make cereal anyway stupid <laughs> so that's never going to happen so, we, so we've been getting on but it's, so it's been it's been okay man like I've, I've found this lockdown uh, not particularly uh, dif- well it's difficult but because it's a shared experience mm. that everyone's going through. I think sometimes, obviously, everyone has their own uh, trauma and their own sorrow and stuff or their issues, but this is something that's a shared experience. So it's hard for some people in some ways and hard in other ways. And I think but because we're all going through it, it's like the most conversations I have with people that have the same uh, experience. So it's been all right, man. For the most part, like the weather's been good. I have access to running water, electricity and the internet, uh, and I can eat every day. So, you know, so far as uh, global... Uh, almost catastrophes go could be much worse so I'm alright in that respect that's a a, a very positive way to look at it man I like that man Um, which is rare for me Nathan it's rare (laughs) very rare and also do you know what I say for me one of the best things I've seen and even if it's somewhat cosmetic is like watching people clap every week for the NHS Mm. like I personally feel like it probably shouldn't even have taken a global pandemic for people to show appreciation to a system of universal healthcare Mm. that is staffed by people selfless people from all over the world so that's been a good thing to see in it that people are really showing respect to this thing because like I mean before this people were like yeah whatever people there's all the scroungers keep rinsing it whereas now people are having to humble themselves and uh, marvel at the amazingness of this institution 
seeing people get the respect they deserve I like it yeah exactly you know I'll be, I'll be honest I've got, I've got to confess right I used, to, I used to bitch about the NHS not, not the NHS but I used to bitch about like hospital car parks right yes <laughs> they're expensive man they're, very, they're ridiculously expensive they, they, they're ridiculously expensive and, and also that revenue stream does not represent the uh, average wage or salary of your NHS employee so yeah. the money's not going in their pockets, which is even more annoying. Exactly. But before before yeah. the lockdown, I was like, how are you charging me £5 to part for half an hour? But now I'm like, you know what, if the nurses are getting it, you can. I'll give you 10 You know, like bars have like the little tip jars. Put <laughs> that in the reception of every hospital ward, mate. Uh, exactly. I, also, they should treat like the NHS like needs to get the same level of esteem and be sexed up like uh, football. So like every night, like you have... The football, you have match of the day and the football show, and then like on Sunday they're like, this is like you know the stitch of the day. Like <laughs> this doctor performed this this many. Look how clean that cesarean was. Ah, oh, let's go back to that. The incision is perfect. Incisive, go for it there. Doesn't touch any of the cardiovascular system. Blood pressure stays down. Baby delivered. Clinical. <laughs> you got, you Literally got... clinical. How's it footballers get to get... Yeah. Footballers, yeah, and sports people get to call their actions clinical, but if you actually are working in a clinic, no one cares. Yeah. So, I think... That's what you're supposed to do. Exactly, but they should, they, need to, they should sex it up, I think, in order for us to, like, improve the image and uh, the... Uh, of the, the perception of uh, universal healthcare when you start sexing up when you start seeing like more stars and like you know more like who's who's this new nurse joined from look who's joined neurosurgery and we should like around the country be look, we should look at hot medical prospects and people that are like pioneering stuff in like you know whether it's maternity or like immunology and stuff and we should be championing these people because it means on the one hand they get the, the reverence they deserve in society and like with football or entertainment children see that and they see these people as role models and they will aspire to do the same thing mm. so I like your thinking bro yeah I had a lot of time at home innit for political manifesto <laughs> so <I'm just> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <laughs> NHS transfer deadline day you've heard it here first guys um, so bro so we've got you on the podcast to um, share some good news with us what good news what good things do you have to share okay so my good news is it's just a little thing is mm. that uh, I have successfully made fish tacos this week oh very oh. good oh <laughs> I like how yeah, me oh hello yeah. Yeah, tell yeah, us yeah. more I mean it's only taken me eight minutes to get you guys listening to me in this podcast but <laughs> 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 alright oh taco no, um, for me I first heard of fish tacos in the film I Love You Man with Jason Segel and uh, Paul Rudd okay and I, and I remember thinking I've never heard of a fish taco before that sounds interesting and then I tried them at Oaxaca and they were real nice. And I tried them again in a place called, I think it's called MF Diner. And again, they were nice. And they was like more goujons, so they were like fried and stuff. Oh, and I was like, oh, man, it's so good. Then I went to Australia and I tried them there again. And I was just obsessed with how I've been making them myself. And lockdown has meant that like, I am, I'm, a, I'm a foodie. I don't like, I can't think of a better term. I like to eat out, I would rather say. Because when people are like, oh, I love food. Like, I go on dates with girls and they go, oh, my God, I love food. And I'm like, you don't love it. It's just your body needs it to live. <laughs> I, don't say, I, don't, I, don't, I don't say that out loud, though. But, I'm, yeah, so I'm, I guess I'm a, I'm a food enthusiast. I, like, I watch a lot of food porn and stuff on TV, so I'm very much into it. And, um, yeah, so I've been thinking about taco making these for a long time. And, uh, yeah, listen, I don't want to blow my own horn, but it was good. <laughs> I didn't even so, know fish tacos was a thing. This is what I mean. And I finally think I've worked out a decent recipe now. So... Like if I if you guys don't stay with me, that's what because it's, it's relatively easy. Like the prep takes a little while to like chop your uh, vegetables and stuff, mm. but like all you need is a pan and you just fry that stuff up. You know, do you reckon it would translate to fajitas? Because I'm more of a fajita man than a taco man. It's not a fan Absol- of the crunch. Absolutely, yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. Or you can choose what shells you have. So I, so the first time I made them, I made them with the hard shells. Yeah. But then you, uh, you have soft tackles, which are very similar to like the same texture as like a fajita as well. So it's like a mini fajita. Okay. So yeah, it translates. To, it pretty much translates directly. Oh, I think the only, so only difference weird. is like with fajita, fajitas, they normally do like with uh, bell peppers, right? They slice up bell peppers mm. and onion, and that's what you normally get with this, the whole sizzling thing. Oh, okay. And it's so funny that because with sizzling, you know, you someone whenever someone brings something out with sizzling, yet we get so like excited, and it's like a minute later, like it stops, and you're just like, oh, it's just some, just meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when it, when it comes out, you're like, whoa, the beef, whoa, oh, yeah. woo, careful. And you're just like, ah, it's just a uh, okay. <laughs> it's, 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 it's hot food. How's food supposed to be hot? Cooked, yeah, hot, right? Yeah, exactly. The sizzling, the sizzles, but uh, so that was, yeah, so it was a good thing just to uh, extend my, um, I suppose, my uh, I suppose my range of dishes in the culinary expertise. Let's go with that culinary expertise, exactly. That's the one, that's much nicer. That's it. I'm just trying to be, I don't know, man. I think either depending on how long I'm at the comedy game, what I'm saying is that I'm glad that if I have to end up making street food to get by, I can do that. Like, my housemate's a pescatarian. So I, I try and accommodate accommodate him with uh, when I'm making stuff, and not that I'm his personal chef, but he has this thing where he'll like look over my shoulder and be like, "What you making? Oh, I'll just have some toast." And I go, "Man, I made I made enough for both of us, brother." He's like, oh, "Okay, fair, fair enough." <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting so, there waiting already. Yeah, he, he does that, and he'll be like, "Hmm, maybe we should not have to have pizza from the oven again, dude. What are you making?" <laughs> That's cool. But it's fine, man. I think he's in it. He's in the idle uh, position to be a guinea pig because I just make shit and then just say, "How does this taste? How does this taste?" So we've been having fun, man. We've been having fun. Do you have any other good news? If not, don't worry because we can talk more about food. So, okay, cool. Uh, what other good news? Um, I uh, I finished a book. That's always good. <laughs> yeah, what book, book was it? This book was. It's called. It's called. Um, this is gonna hurt, and it's by Adam K. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, so, that's one so of the Adam, biggest selling yeah. books of the last like uh, twelve months or so, isn't it? It's meant to be really, really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so it's such a weirdly poignant book because it's about him. So Adam's now a comedian like ourselves, and he had a, he has he's had adapted the book onto a stage play, and it's basically his like a journal of his experiences from going from a uh, a junior doctor uh, to becoming like a, a consultant on uh, uh, natal on natal wards or maternity wards. And um, yeah, it's just a very uh, it's really funny, and it's just very revealing about like people's attitudes and the treatment of the NHS, and yeah, it kind of circles back to what we were talking about before, in that like we need to show a lot more reverence and care for the work because we all are subject to the fact that the NHS isn't necessarily that efficient, but that's because people don't treat it with the same respect because it is a uh, tax-funded business and it's not necessarily not for profit then people don't really give it the respect to kind of use mm. the same kind of ingenuity to like make sure it runs an optimal level so it's very much crippled by people that want to privatise it and he speaks a lot about it but um, but it's really good man and uh, yeah I think it's definitely a story that needed to be told Yeah, and you just always have that good intrinsic feeling when you finish reading a book like there you go I am a scholar. Yeah, I feel like you can't really put, put a book on your shelf until you've actually read it. That's like qualifies it to have its space on the shelf. Because exactly. the amount of books I've bought and read about 70% of and then just gone, oh, it's not any good. Like, that's not qualified that's not, for the shelf. But that's not bad. Not bad. But I think, again, idea. Libraries, right, Need they need to be increasing their appeal as well. Yeah. Sexy libraries. Yeah. People need to start taking care of libraries because I, when I first started doing comedy, I spent a lot of time in libraries trying to write material and read periodicals and just get up to date with stuff. And you know, if you haven't got money to be a part of a members club, like in central London, for example, then a library is like a cheap place you can go and do private study and do work. But, like we need a lot more of those. So 
where we all have like books and we have like excess books i think we should try and definitely encourage more of a book drive to like build up the archives and the content of libraries to even have like more contemporary and more fun books to read and uh yeah because it doesn't not all you need is like a, a, a empty there's a lot of empty buildings that could be made into libraries very easily oh yeah, yeah. definitely and you know and old people always want work right <laughs> and they love sitting down and stuff so like you just get a whole bunch of volu- volunteer librarians yeah also old people love I, telling I think, people off as well like just telling people to be quiet it. It would be and also, ideal and, and, and they like to do it like quite passive hey shh yeah. old people love that shit yeah and they, <laughs> so, like, out, of, like, out of ages I think as you get older as well you can shush louder I think my shush yeah. levels right now they're not where they should be compared to say an 80 year old fella like you'll yeah, impressive that will mature Richard it's like you know when you're younger it's like your favourite kind of whiskey is like Jack Daniels because you can mix it with Coke or Jim Beam and then you get older your palate gets more sophisticated because now you want a scotch whiskey so okay. you start drinking like famous grouse and other stuff my dad has that I'm too young for yeah. so <laughs> it's the same thing you would learn that good sh- like when I was a kid I used to kiss my teeth it'd be like you know like a little like a little kid like a lion like yeah. a, a lion cub roaring now when I kiss my teeth Echoes throughout the fucking building. <laughs> so yeah, I can. Yeah, <laughs> I hear that, bub. <laughs> right? And they like at first, and everyone's like, "What's that supposed to be?" You know, you you sound like a rebellious fourteen-year-old white girl. But then once you get that real, <laughs> that's right. You could just change the pitch, the length of it, that's and right. everything like that as well. You got some respect <laughs> on that. That's it. That's Put some respect on that strips. Yeah, that's I'm it. <laughs> just just takes time. But I think yeah, I was I was happy I finished the book and. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely trying to use my time uh, on lockdown to uh, broaden my knowledge. I think because I can't... I guess as a comic, normally you, you uh, take in your material through living and experiencing things. But mm. like I said, because we're having quite a shared experience, it means um, if I'm going to have more material and have more inspiration, we're just looking at you know different perspectives about different things. So I've now finished that book and I've started a new book, which is called Astrophysics for People in a Hurry by... Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, by um, Neil deGrasse Tyson, that's it. Um, yeah, it's basically what it says on the tin. Uh, a foundation understanding of astrophysics and, and how that works in the Big Bang and moving forward from there. And um, yeah, again, it's... it's uh, I genuinely say it's interesting. Okay, and that's, I guess because for people in a hurry. Like, I'm not under any disillusionment that I can go straight in at level, Stephen Hawking level and understand this shit. So, <laughs> taking it at a very basic level. But, you know, a large part of it makes sense and a large part of it, like... I guess I'm somebody, and I guess as a comedian, there are certain things I try to play defense on. So, mm. like the discussion of evolution versus creationism, or like you know, religion versus science. I have my ideas, but I, as an observationist, I try not to make like a judgment about what we're talking about. It's more about I talk about what I see, and it's allowing the audience to draw their own conclusions. And yeah. I think that's normally quite a fierce discussion is like religion and science. But when you see someone describe something as scientifically dense as astrophysics, I I personally feel like when it comes to science and religion, I think that religion could stand to be more scientific, but science could stand to be more religious. And I say that as in, with religion, there's nothing wrong with having your beliefs, but you should be open to retesting those like you do with uh, scientific theory. Mm. So if you say something like, this is what we think God thinks, like you should be able to go and really study that and restudy that text and see its application in real life like you would with a scientific experiment yeah, yeah, and then yeah. be able to adjust your findings accordingly. What I've enjoyed about uh, this episode of this podcast is it, it couldn't be any further away from Tien and Dueb's episode where we talked about <laughs> standing in his child's shit on the floor of his room. <laughs> this is such a more philosophical one. It's great to see the variety that is we a, can bring on this podcast. Well, and 
It's, it's just me and my, my, my parentless privilege, isn't it? So I just got time to just shoot the shit, get, get, get up when I want and stuff. I feel, I feel like I've learned um, a lot in terms of both thinking, like philosophically and also uh, kitchen skills. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of omega, there's a lot of omega-3 in these fish tacos, boy. Yeah. Ah, I feel like <laughs> <laughs> this is it. But no, it's, it's been real fun, guys. Thank you so much for having me and feel free to uh, find me on social media. While we're on the subject, if anyone here is watching The Last Dance, uh, featuring the Chicago Bulls team on Netflix, that's cool, right? Yo. Have I, you seen it? Yeah, of course, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You you guys are going to find out how deep the gambling issues run with uh, professional sports in America. That's yeah. Dane's third conspiracy theory for you. That's a little, that's a little Easter egg for you. Uh, I'll give you a clue. I'll give you two clues. Space Jam, Tiger Woods. Anybody that wants to know more, get in touch. <laughs> Check out Dane Baptiste on all the socials, man. Uh, Mitch, um, I don't know about you, but I feel hungry. Oh, mate, I'm Me too, I'm so, eat so hungry. I don't know what I'm fighting. I don't know whether... I, I might have to go to the shop and buy fish taco ingredients. Um, yeah, I mean, like, Dane, everything you said was great, but the one thing that stands out is just, like, tacos now. That's what I can think about. And this what happens. You get it in your head and that's all you, that's all you want. So, yeah. yeah, I'm going to make some tonight and I'll, uh, I, will set, I will dedicate two to you guys. Happy <laughs> days. Cool. Cheers, man. Um, Look, guys, if you guys are listening and if you share your recipes with us, I know a lot of people are cooking now. A lot of people are baking because there's no fucking flour in the bloody shops. If you've got any good recipes, like, send in what, what you're cooking, what you're making up, man. Because, um, yeah, man, I want to hear what, what people are doing in their spare time in the kitchen. Um, Rich, what, you're on the socials as normal? Uh, yeah, at underscore Wolfenden and all that, just tweeting nonsense. And that, my, my Instagram story update uh, the other day was there's a chicken cottage near us, and he's for some reason he has a, a sink installed at the end of the counter. And this is the only time in history I can think to have justification for having a sink right next to the counter in your chicken cottage. Finally, after years. It's paid off. Well, he knew. That's what, that's what people say to him. Why have you done that? You'll see. You'll see. <laughs> um, guys, I'm Nathan, uh, at Nathan Kaysen, uh, Twitter, at Nathan.Kaysen on Insta. Dane, thanks again for coming on, man. Appreciate that, bruv. My pleasure, man. Talk to you guys soon. Stay safe and uh, stay well, man. I'll see you on the other side of the lockdown. Cool. Guys, till next time, take care. Thanks for listening. Laters.